Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 97. The real episode 97. I know I said, I said, I said it last week. I said 96, but, or I said 97 during 96. I'm doing it already, but it is. It's episode 97 of the big show, some enforcer based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Look at this show Sunday. It's already started. Um, yeah, guys, right at the top of the show, I mean, I said it last week, or I said it on Wednesday's episode, I'm going to say it now, um, same thing happened tonight, um, we just got a lot going on right now, and, uh, you know, busy packing up, and, uh, because we we're selling our condo here, Fourth Line Voice headquarters is moving, um, I don't know where yet, we got to buy a house still, but, uh, no, um, wife had the week off, so she was busy painting, and did a great job on that, and then I've been slowly packing up Rubbermaid tubs and boxes and everything else with all my junk here. And, uh, that seems to be a never ending. Like I said, I think I filled, I don't know, 10 Rubbermaid tubs already. It looks like I haven't even touched anything. So yeah, so that's been a, been an ongoing thing, but, um, no, between work and, and stuff, I just, uh, I don't know where my, my head's just not in the game here, um, lately. And I want to apologize for that. Um, like I said last week, not that I'm, you know, I still think the shows are okay, but, um, I know you guys are probably sick of listening just to me. I know we get some guests. I did interview a player on Thursday. Um, we did about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, hopefully we're going to finish up the rest of the interview tomorrow, um, is what we're shooting for. If not, if I don't talk to him before Wednesday's episode, I will put out what I have recorded and just call it part one. Um, I'd rather just do it all at once, but, um, if that's the case, I don't want to do another solo episode. So, um, the player I have interviewed so far is Zach Fitzgerald. Um, it's been a really fun interview. Um, we're about up to his NHL time and, uh, so about halfway through his career and, um, so I know the UK fans will be kind of pumped about that. I don't think Zach's done an interview with anyone else. So, um, so we haven't got to the UK portion of the, of the interview, but, uh, um, we talked off air briefly about stuff and, uh, yeah. And like I said, he's told some great stories, very, uh, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun hour so far. So I'm really looking forward to, to, uh, recording with him and, uh, or continue to record with him. So like I said, hopefully the whole interview, like I said, if it's two and a half, you know, almost three hours. I'll just put out the whole interview at one time on Wednesday. Um, if Zach and I don't happen to hook up and, uh, you know, cause as things go, right, who knows, um, I will still release the hour and a half that I have on Wednesday. So Wednesday's episode will be an interview episode with Zach Fitzgerald. So, um, but I'm hoping it to be the whole thing. Um, but, um, and you know, Hey, I don't mind doing the, these solo episodes, but I know, um, 
you know, I know people like the, obviously like the interviews and stuff. So, um, I, I, like I said, I always try to shoot for Wednesday to be the interview show and, uh, Sunday to be, you know, whatever this is my ranting away. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, I know last Sunday, you know, I had, uh, or was it Wednesday? Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah, it would have been Wednesday, Wednesday. I had, uh, Steve on. Uh, from when Probert was king. And of course he's, he started the GoFundMe page, um, that I really wish, I really hope people listening give. I know it's tough times and, you know, when, you know, some folks don't, and I get it, I get it. But, uh, yeah, whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable with giving, if you can, that's great. $10, $20, $50, $100, whatever, uh, whatever you can afford is, it will help. Um, I know he needs to raise about $10,000. It's a, it's, it's, an, it's an expensive venture, but I think it'll be well, well, it'll be more than worth it when, we, if, if we can get it done and get it up and going. Um, cause everybody misses the drop your glove site. And, uh, I know this time it'll be bigger and better than before, um, with fight fans running it. And, uh, I think we could do some really cool stuff, guys. So I really hope the people listening, um, here in the sound of my voice, you will give to Steve's, uh, GoFundMe and, uh, you know, that'd be really cool if people could, I know we're about three, three throughout we're at three, Jesus speak, man. We're at 3000 right now. And, um, yeah, I really, I think I saw the last donator was Josh Mazer out of boy. And, uh, yeah, so we had, uh, so we're at 3000. So, you know, long way to go. Um, but like I said, I know, uh, it's tough times for everybody, but, uh, um, for a lot of people, I should say. And, uh, hopefully, um, you know, those that are able to, uh, like I said, I've always said, just remember how, like I said on the episode and I've said before, just think of how much time you spent on that site when it was up going down the rabbit holes of looking at fight cards and videos and everything else. And, um, you know, like I said, for 25, 30, 50 bucks, I mean, you know, that's, that's pretty cheap entertainment. And, uh, so I, I, I encourage everybody to please give, but, uh, yeah, and then other than that, and then go back into the episodes. So yeah, other than that, I've done kind of three kind of solo shows in a row, and and I don't like doing that. But uh, um, but like I said, uh, going forward here, uh, we're in for a busy few months, and uh, I I don't know what's going to happen with the show in terms of uh, you know being able to maintain that pace of two shows a week and one of them being an interview, because of course. You know, yeah, the show's twice a week, but the interview's a night too. So now it becomes three nights or maybe four nights, you know, and it's like I, you know, between the movement and the rentals and the painting and, and, uh, you know, house shopping and everything else, um, you know, to be completely honest, the podcast at that point will not be the most first priority that I have. So, um, there might be a few months coming up here. There might be a few weeks where, uh, you know, the, uh, out, out for, out for lunch sign will be up and, uh, you might, might be missing a few episodes here and there, but in the meantime, we're here now, right? So let's get on with the show. But, uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for, uh, for tuning in and, uh, for, and, and, and checking out the, the Facebook page, fourth line voice on, on Twitter, as well as Facebook and YouTube, um, obviously. And, um, yeah, the, the, the YouTube page has really been humming lately. Uh, a lot of new subscribers, a lot of new views, um, or the views are way up. So that's really cool. Um, I really appreciate it. Again, fourth line voice on YouTube. Um, got about 2,500 videos up there from junior to pro, whatever league you're looking for, everything's sorted. So, um, please, I, uh, encourage you to check that out. Um, 
No, it's been great. The videos I've been putting up on Facebook have, have been getting, uh, you know, a fair number of, um, of views. Um, and it's, some of the videos are like older stuff that I've had up for a few years on my YouTube channel. Um, you know, and for whatever reason at the time, just didn't get a view. Like, um, uh, what uh, video did I put up? Uh, it was, uh, uh, Link Gates, Mel Engelstad. I mean, that got about 400, uh, views in, in a day and a half. Um, just the other day I put up the Brent Myers, uh, Moose Morris at IHL fight. Um, it's almost at 400 views in a couple of days. I mean, it had 1300 already, but like, I mean, I put that video up five years ago, but I just happened to dig it up and, uh, and put it up back on, on, uh, I just put it up on the Facebook page and yeah. And people have, have really taken to it. So no, I really appreciate everybody for checking out the fights and, uh, and subscribing and, and all that. Um, I know over the last couple months, I've, I've grabbed some new, li- uh, listeners from Facebook. Um, cause before I was only on Twitter. So, um, you know, really that's the only place I would advertise my podcast. So, um, it's been cool to jump in on Facebook and, and put it up there and, and, and get some new listeners. Um, you know, and I, and I really appreciate everybody for doing that. Um, yeah, other than, like I said, I'm on the hockey podcast network. There's about 55 shows in the network. Um, every NHL team's represented. Well, obviously, um, probably a few, I mean, there's probably a few shows for each team, but, uh, um, um, yeah. So whatever, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, you know, myself, Brad Lee, Terry Ryan, we're on the other, we're on the original content side. Um, yeah, like I said, whatever, whatever you're looking for on the network, there's definitely a show for you. Um, for my off network friends, of course, old, uh, Joel, Joel Lazito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, he, he's a New York Islander based podcast or enforcer based podcast. I mean, he's had Mick Fakota on, Dean Ewan, Aaron Hashem, Jason Strudwig, on and on. Um, you know, right now he's, uh, doing the Trevor Gillies interview. He's done four parts. Um, you know, Trevor's a busy guy. So to get him, you know, you know, they got to coordinate schedules and stuff. So, um, you know, but I'm sure part five will be coming up here shortly. Um, yeah, it's been, been a great interview so far. Um, really in, well, it's the most in depth, you know, it's ridiculous how in depth it is most in depth player interview you're ever going to hear. So, um, yeah, no, I encourage you to go back and, and for the listeners to go back and check that out and, yeah, like I said, he covers his whole career, his teammates, um, just really what he thought of the role, what went in, what he did to, uh, prepare himself. And, uh, no, it's just been really cool, really inside view. And, uh, and him and, and Trevor and Joe have been friends for years. So it's got a personal feel to it as well. So yeah, no, it's just been a real positive, really, really cool interview. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, also Dan, Paul and Kelly over at the Obey the Puck show and Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot show. There are, there are a couple current shows that cover the current stuff, uh, whether it be in the NHL, the minors, the women's league, what have you. Um, and they do a great job and I always thank them for, for being so thorough because then I don't have to watch, but I'm still informed. Like I said, I still got my finger on the pulse. I know what's happening out there because of these shows. Um, but yeah, they do a great job. And, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, you know, and then William over at the biscuit. Um, I gotta get William on the show here. We have a, we had some gossip to talk about. I was going to put on the air for you, but, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to, uh, to hook up here and, and get him on the show. I mean, um, going back before I had my show, I was on the biscuit. Jeez. What, five times, I think five or six times. And I always appreciate, I always, or I appreciated William for having me on, but we always had a lot of fun on those shows. And, uh, I think you know, I was talking to him the other day and I think he still has people that tell him about the, 
the um, Eric Lindros special that he and I did where we, I think we talked about Lindros for about nine minutes and then got drunk and yammered about everything but hockey for the next three hours. And uh, yeah, that was a wild interview, that one. Yeah. Um, you just get, you can hear just getting drunker and drunker as the episode goes on. That was a lot of fun to record though. Um, I don't think my wife was particularly thrilled with that interview by the time we'd done it, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Always have fun talking to William. Um, but yeah, so definitely check those shows out. Um, yeah, guys for today, um, like I said, um, now it's, it's really late here. It's like, like I said, it's quarter after 11 tonight. Uh, got late going. Um, I was taking some stuff over to my parents' house. Um, I have an autographed far Brett Favre football and a Probert autographed card and stuff. And I did not want to take that out to the Quonset out at the farm. Um, cause you never know what'll happen. The mice get into it or something. So yeah, all the hockey cards and everything and the autographs went over to the parents' house, uh, put that in the basement. So, um, I got home and I was sitting here with my wife and I'm just like, Oh, I have not recorded yet. And, um, but I didn't want to let you guys down. There you go. The listeners out there got to give you something to, to listen to on the, the Monday commute, right? If you're listening to this in your car at like six in the morning, you know, or you're in your, you got your headphones on and you're sitting in your cubicle eating your cheese sandwich and you're, you know, you're trying to avoid Dennis cause you don't want to hear about his weekend living in his mom's basement and, yeah, playing Parcheesi with his aunt. You don't want to hear about these stories. So put on the headphones, listen to pretend radio here, and uh, close your eyes and watch the pictures and the sounds as they fly through the air. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, um, one of the things we're going to talk about um, will be, well, and I mean, I've been neglecting to do this. I did it on a few of the Sunday episodes and then I completely forgot about doing it was the, the best in the West poll. Um, don't mind me. We're, it's a real, real classy operation here. I'm, I'm answering direct messages as I'm on the air. Jay from Iowa and, uh, Alec from, oh, great. Well, I want that mud show. We're going to talk to him. That's, Hard times. Um, one of the things I will talk about is uh, NHL Fight Club. He's on uh, on on Twitter. He, um, he he always like does like break down. He really gets into like he breaks down like the number like penalty minute totals and how many guys had Gordie Howe hat tricks in 1984, you know, and stuff like that. But one of the um, one of the things he broke down was Kerry Toporowski's 90-91 season with the Spokane Chiefs, where he set the penalty minute record of 505. Um, you know, that's that's hard to believe on its own. Uh, but that was the year, um, of course, the, the Chiefs went on and won the Memorial Cup. So what he did, uh, and I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that 505 penalty minutes was crazy. But you know what the real crazy part is? Is the Western Hockey League does not count misconducts in the penalty minute totals. So think about that for a second. Yeah, so all those penalty minute totals that you see from the Western Hockey League, those aren't with 10s. Those don't include 10s. So that's nuts. So here it is. Kerry Toporowski, Spokane Chiefs, 1991 WHL. Regular season, playoffs, and Memorial Cup. So it was 84 total games played. 84 games. He had a total of 1,062 minutes and penalties. 58 fighting majors, 38 misconducts, 
six game misconducts, and 166 minor penalties. So there we go. Isn't that unbelievable? So yeah, when you think of the of the 505 and not counting, well, what does it say? 38 misconducts that he had. That's 380 minutes right there that aren't counted on the 505 penalty minute season. Like, unbelievable. You know, but that was, uh, yeah, 84 games played, 1,062 penalty minutes. 166 minors. The Chiefs had a hell of a penalty kill unit that year. <laughs> I, I was said I sent the numbers to Chris Graff. I said, "Oh, you got to check these out." And like he said, "Shit, if I got one minor penalty, Babcock would have benched me for the night, yeah, let alone 166 of them." So um, yeah, NHL that guy does a great job breaking down numbers. Um, I'll have to get him to look at like I'll have to get him. I'll have to go through a bunch of his stuff and just uh, and uh, and look up his look up some totals. Yeah, he always, he always throws up some interesting stats like this day 40 years ago and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll have to go, I'll go through his stuff here one of these days and, uh, you know, but, uh, and, and just, and find some interesting numbers for you guys. But yeah, I thought that was really cool breaking down the, the Toporowski, um, uh, season like that. Cause it was always, um, I mean, every, like it was always, oh, they didn't count misconducts, but I mean, no one ever looked into that. Well, how many misconducts did he have? So, I mean, you obviously knew it was a lot, but, uh, yeah, 38. Oh, man. I still can't get over the 166 minors, though. Like, that was crazy. But I remember, like, there was always this rumor, like, we had 90 fights that year and all that stuff. So, no, 58, oh, like, 58 still ridiculous, too. So, um, and like, oh, and the frustrating thing is, I think there's literally five fights out there of Toporowski from Spokane. It's just like, ugh. No, it's probably more than that. There's about 10 from his career in Spokane. But I know there's a there's rumor out there that there is a Kerry Toporowski fight tape. Uh, Josh Mazur has watched it when he was in Spokane. So I believe Toporowski has his fights on tape. But again, this was like 25 years ago. So who knows what happened to that VHS tape. I should ask him about that. I should get a hold of Toporowski. He's on Twitter. I should send him a private message and ask him, do you still have that? I hope his kids put it on DVD for, I'd love to get a copy of that. That would be awesome to see that. Um, I think a lot of people would like to see that, but, uh, yeah, guys, other than that, um, Oh, like you were saying, yeah, those best in the West polls, I was doing those for a while and then completely forgot about doing them, about doing them, but I brought them back up. So I'll do a couple of those at the, here shortly, but, um, yeah, I was like I was saying with Facebook and stuff with the different groups, the enforcer group, and there's a hockey fights and brawls uh, group on Facebook that I'm on that, um, you know, I'll put my videos up and stuff. But um, one of the videos I'd put up this week was um, Scott Stevens versus Jay Miller. It's a really good fight. And, uh, actually, I'd probably give Stevens the win in it. Um, of course, it's interesting. I've already talked about this. Of course, my run in with the one guy there with the Stevens as a spot picker thing. But I was, I'm always surprised. Uh, well, I'm not now, but, uh, cause now that I've re- seen it, but yeah, the amount of hate that Stevens has online, there's a lot of people that, uh, um, yeah, really don't like him. And it's interesting you put it up and it was, um, like it was always, oh, he was a really dirty son of a bitch. Like it was always a dirty piece of shit and whatever. And it was like, I don't know what's dirty about him though. Um, and Jimmy, I know you're listening. I know him and I, Jimmy and I argued about this and, um, and like I said, uh, you know, he was comparing him to Samuelson and Claude Lemieux and Marchment and stuff. And it was like, well, you know, um, those guys took out knees and, 
And, you know, well, Samuelson took a Pierre Maudu's eye with his high stick. And, you know, Lemieux hit a guy from behind and smashed his face. And, you know, and I'm like, eh, yeah, but Stevens never did any of that stuff, you know. And um, I think, you know, I think I guess Stevens' biggest thing is he just hit too hard. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes you dirty. Um, now, some of his hits, looking at them with 2021 eyes, okay. But it wasn't like he was doing anything like no one else was like Wendell hit like that. Eric Lindros hit like that. Like lots of people hit like that. And it's like, so what, maybe not with the depth while Lindros he did, but maybe not with the devastation that Stevens did, but people hit like that. So I, I can't really put pin that on him, but being dirty and like, you really just don't like him because he hit too hard. Um, so I don't think the comparison with Samuelson and Lemieux was very fair. Um, now, I wouldn't say Scott Stevens is a great fighter. I've never done that, but it was all, it's also been brought up. Well, he hit, he never really answered the bell and stuff like that. And it's like, well, if you look at it, like I said, I went over his fight card a couple, few episodes back. So I'm not going to do it again, but I mean, you know, Probert and Brown and Brashear and Jay Miller and, you know, on and on. Like I, I listed off his card and he's fought tough dudes. So I wouldn't say duck people. Now, again, when you get to New Jersey, He's in his 30s. He's the captain of the team, first-line defenseman. Um, I wouldn't really want him fighting Ty Domi and those guys. I mean, that was Peluso and McKay's job. So, I mean, for every hit he throws, he can't just keep fighting all the fourth-liners. So it's, uh, I don't think that's very fair. Because, um, yeah, did he duck a few? Yeah, he did. But, you know, guy's 35 years old. Why is Scott Stevens going to fight, you know, Scott or... Wade Belak, like, why would he do that? You know, or Ty Domi. So, but at the same time, I mean, I guess I could see what people's frustration with him, but I, I don't know. I just, I, like I said to Jim, I mean, everybody has their opinion, whatever, but I just didn't agree with the whole comparison with all Samuelson and Claude Lemieux. I think that was a little off base myself, but, but there we go. But yeah, Stevens is really polarizing figure there when you put him on. A lot of people shit on him, but, uh, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> Also, um, oh, what else was I going to say? I, com- I completely blanked out um, in terms of what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, just online. It was, well, the YouTube channel, like it's a fourth line voice YouTube. Um, <laughs> I said, I think every morning I go there and and, and clear out the comments. Because, um, oh, some of the comments. Oh. Two that stuck out with me this week. Uh, was it, uh, March 4th? If you're listening, um, I saw your comment about, you, you commented about Bob, I can't remember what fight he was commenting on, but then he, re- he replied that Bob Probert always fought clean. And I said, all my only reply was, is go watch some more Probert fights. That's the only thing I said to him, which he replied, no, I've seen, I've seen all the fights and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and get a clue and yeah, or enlighten me idiot is that no genius enlighten me genius i said well i guess you missed the the head butting and the hair pulling and the knee lifts and you know the punching of the goalies and all that i guess that's all classy though and fair so not that i have a problem with any of it i'm just saying you know you're sort of uh you're 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 what is falling under the fair fair fight umbrella is a little you know you're you're reaching a little bit um 
you know, I, we all like Provert, but I mean, he did some cheap shit, like, come on, you know, which is fine, whatever, but they all did, but, uh, let's simmer down a little bit, but, uh, that one, and then, um, oh, somebody commenting about the, um, the Ben Wilson, Nick Fatio, um, fight, and then it, cause of course they fought in Ben Wilson's rookie year, it was a good fight, and, uh, you know, Fatio landed some good shots on him, and I didn't put him down or anything, but yeah, it was a pretty stiff shot, and, and of course, oh, afterwards, yeah, Ben will, he avoided Nicky for the rest of his career, like the plague, like, oh my god, it's like, some of these Fatio guys are just, and I like Nick Fatio, but Jesus Christ, are we serious here? I don't think Ben Wilson avoided him like the plague, like, oh my god, like, just stop, you know, um, you know, it's like the other day with the Ray and Probert thing, Oh, he docked him his whole career. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, he only stood toe to toe with Coaster and Twist and had his face broken. I don't know what he'd be scared of. At that point, what would you be scared of Probert for? You know, cause Probert didn't hit hard like, Probert didn't hit like Twist. So, you know, calm down. But, uh, yeah, apparently Ben Wilson was running scared from Nick Fatio for his whole career. So, oh, uh, but I said, I always said, I think nothing drives me more up the wall than, um, needless exaggeration but uh that you know but i like i said we could that's a whole other topic for social media right that's i think that's all social media is is needless exaggeration but um <clears throat> it is 11:30 at night and let's let's get on with things here okay i wanted to continue this um i've been neglecting this i was going to do this every sunday but I didn't do it for the last little while, but it was the, um, at one time, the Regina Leader Post, the newspaper, um, would do best in the East where they would hand out, uh, ballots to coaches and players, um, no immediate players and coaches. So legit people that are involved and they would vote on the best, you know, fastest skater, best shot, best body checker, best pro prospect, best rookie, blah, 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 blah. And one of the topics was best fighter. And again, this is just for the Eastern Division. Um, I would love to see the best in the, I don't know who did, I don't know what newspaper ran the best in the West. Um, I would love to see those. If anybody listening has any of the best in the West, please let me know. But I have, and they started doing this in the late 80s. Um, I believe it was 1987 they started. And, uh, they went up to, oh, three, I think. Um, I have, tonight we're going to cover 1994 and 1996. Unfortunately, I don't have 90. Or the guy who sent these all to me, he sent me like 12 of them. And uh, he said, for whatever reason, in 1995, they didn't, they didn't do it. Or they didn't do the best fighter categories, maybe what he meant. So, um, at any rate, 1994, best fighter. Number one was Justin Hawking of the Medicine Hat Tigers with 38 votes. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, folks will remember that name. Um, actually, Medicine Hat had real, I'm um, just one, two, they had three dudes in this. Um, bad dude. And like I said, this was voted on by the players and the coaches, so it's, it's legit, right? Like, when it's voted on by the peers, it's, uh, I, I would think it would carry a little more. Uh, a little more weight than uh, voted on by the by the press, right? So, but uh, Justin Hockey's number one, Keith McCambridge, number two from Swift Current. Um, I believe he's 
he's coaching somewhere. It's actually interesting in the Zach Fitzgerald interview, we, uh, we talked about Keith McCambridge, coached him in Alaska, I believe. Um, but yeah, tough D man, number two. Number three, Rob Tremblay and Moose Jaw with 22 votes. The UK fans will remember that. Um, yeah, Tremblay, oh, little, oh, what a little bastard. Yeah, I remember he used to come to Saskatoon and yeah, he had some votes, man. I was always a big Tremblay fan. He was great. Um, number four, uh, Shane Toporowski. Speaking of the Toporowskis, uh, brother Shane, who was actually a really solid player in the power forward in the Western Hockey League. He had 30 some goals that year too. Um, but he was in Prince Albert, but yeah, tough dude. Um, I, I would say Carrie, Carrie was the better fighter, but, uh, for sure. But Shane was definitely the better player. Um, but yeah, he had a long pro career. I know he played over in Europe for a while. Um, but yeah, tough dude. Uh, one, two, three, four. number five was Wade Belak. I mean, that everybody knows that right in Saskatoon, 11 votes. I don't think I have to, uh, explain that one to you. Then, oh, another Saskatoon guy, um, Rhett Warner, um, Got six votes. Yeah, Warner and uh, Warner used to hit, man. Oh, actually, there's a category on here, best hitters. I'm gonna, I'll scroll over and check that out because he's got to be right around the top of the list. Because um, Warner could bang, man. He could, he hit dudes. Oh, he hit dudes. But yeah, he could go. He had some really good fights. Him and Trumbley used to have a couple of good goes. Uh, Colin Cloutier and Brandon, Jeff Staples and Brandon. Yeah, Brandon had tough back end, boy. Um, then as a rookie, Rocky Thompson. Um, you know, with, with, uh, you know, I'm assuming he'll be kind of at, the, I didn't looked at these in a long time, so I can't remember, but I'm assuming he'd probably be around the top of the next list, but, uh, yeah, rookie. And then Clark Wilm, there's another guy. Um, Wilm had some really good fights at the last part of his, uh, he, he was always a tough dude, but, uh, and I know people, a lot of people listening just remember him from his NHL time. And which he didn't really fight that much. And when he did fight, it was like a middleweight guy. But, um, in junior, yeah, he fought a lot of dudes and he toe to toe. He was, he was fun to watch. Um, Chris Dingman was next. Um, Brent, big dinger. Yeah. And the 50 goal season too that year. Of course, the first round pick by the Flames. Um, but yeah, put up a lot of fights as well. Him and, him and Belak always used to have a rivalry going in Saskatoon. I, I remember being at games watching those fights. Um, next, Lauren Taze, Medicine Hat. I was a big fan of Lawrence. Um, yeah, and he could hit too, man. Medicine Hat would come to town. Yeah, he'd throw the weight around. I was, I was always digging it. Yeah, big fan of Laurentiz. Uh, Ryan Brown, a Swift Current, and then to round it up would be Pete LeBoutillier from Red Deer. And again, people will recognize that name. So, yeah, those were the best fighters of 1994 as voted on by the players and coaches. Um, so where were the hitters? Fastest skater was Todd Holt, by the way. Best, best rookie, Wade Redden. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, oh, where is it? Best penalty killer, most improved player. Lauren Tay is most improved player. There you go. Oh, they must not have hit. I thought, oh yeah, best body checkers. Lee Sorkin from Lethbridge. Yeah, their second, Rep Warner. I figured he'd be up there. Then Scott Lokes, Dingman, Hawking, Toporowski, McIntyre, Lauren Tays, Wilm, Shane Peacock, uh, Darren Wright, Chris Armstrong, Dion Darling. Yeah, um, yeah, Warner, man. I think Sorkin, geez, I can't remember, but I think Sorkin played for the Blades briefly, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I know Terrence Sandwich was a Saskatoon, too. So that's who made some trades there. Um, but yeah, Sorkin. Rhett Warner. Yep. It's funny, just, uh, yeah. Every, as um, Best pro prospect, Ryan Smith. Uh, oh, undrafted Ryan Smith. Again, yeah, Jeff Friesen second. Yeah, Redden. 
Dingman, Redden, Warner, Belak, Chad Allen, Josh Green, Ian Gordon. Well, I'd say that they were right on the money with uh, whoever was picking these because I think all those guys ended up in the NHL. So, um, yeah, like I said, player, players and coaches voting on it. So you're, you can't go, you're not really going to get, go too wrong here. So, but like I said, 1995, they didn't have it. So let's go to the 1996 one. Um, best player, Frank Bannum. Oh, there you go. By Mark, long, 63 votes. Next was Wade Redden with 37. Yeah, that was the year Frank Bannum scored 80 goals in Saskatoon. Yeah, he was unbelievable uh, that year. Him and Mark DL. And then Clark Wilm was on their line as well. And Wilm, I think, had 49 goals. Or he might have 50. He got, I think he got 50. And then, uh, yeah, DL had like 150 points. It was ridiculous. That line was unbelievable. Um, unfortunately with Mark DL, I mean, he was, a, he was a skinnier guy, smaller guy, but I think he, I believe he lost his eye, unfortunately, with a high stick or something in pro. I know he was a Maple Leafs draft pick and he was with the St. John's and I believe he lost his eye, um, which was really too bad because he was a hell of a player. Best body checker, Darren Wright, Brad Larson, Michael Clark, Michael Grady, Rocky. David Van Drunen, Chris Phillips, Puchikowski, Derek Diener, uh, Justin Kurtz, Jared Adams. There we go. Where are these best fighters? Here we go. All right. So 19, like I said, 1995, we didn't have, didn't have the article, but 1996, best fighter. Well, there you go. Rocky Thompson with 72 votes was the best fighter in the 1996 poll. Right behind him was Wade Belak with 70 votes. And everybody listening right now, those two clashed at Sass Place one night when Medicine Hat was coming. It was the sort of the heavyweight matchup that everybody wanted to see, and uh, they did not disappoint. And that video is on my YouTube channel, so definitely check that out. Great tilt. I'm not going to say who I think won, but uh, I'll let you decide. But it was a hell of a fight. So Rocky's won. Wade Belak is number two. Number three, Dale Purrington from Lethbridge. Um, you guys, I mean, that... That needs no explanation. I mean, everybody listening knows who Dale Purrington is. He was a bad dude in junior, man. He was a big guy. And uh, I know him pro. I mean, he gets the, you know, the rep. And, and rightfully so. He's dirty and whatever. But um, he could fight. And uh, But in junior, he was something. He was, yeah, and I mean, I've had guys on the show, and they've all said the same thing. Like, Purrington was a bad dude, man. Uh, number four was Mitch Shawara. Uh, wild thing, Mitch Shawara. From Prince Albert. Actually, Prince Albert's got the next three caps in a row here. Um, then Roman Volpat and Brad Church. There's another guy, Brad Church, I believe was a first or second round pick. He was a high pick. Um, a heck of a player in Prince Albert. Uh, Roman Volpat was awesome too in Moose Jaw and in Prince Albert. A power forward guy. Um, and he could fight too. Yeah. Uh, and he's a big dude. And um, yeah, I, I was a fan of, of, of all these guys. Um, next was Lloyd Shaw. Oh man, Shawzy. Um, I have a bunch of his fights watching those old Seattle tapes and then Red Deer. He's in Red Deer for this poll, but he was in Seattle initially. And, uh, awesome. Big D man, a mean man. And Shaw could throw down. He was good. Uh, next for Swift Current was Derek Arbez. Um, I remember watching, he had a few fights here when he came into town. Another big guy. I think he had about 40 fights the one year in Swift Current. Um, again, not a lot of footage out there, but, um, yeah, from what I saw, it was really good. Next, oh, Aaron Asham. There you go. Um, true power forward in the Western Hockey League. Um, you know, 40 some goals. Um, again, really undersized. I mean, he was small in the NHL. Like you should, at 18, you should have seen him. Like he had to be like 
170 pounds, 175 pounds. He had like this little skateboarder hair and, but he just like dummied guys. And, uh, yeah, Ashen was awesome. I loved when Red Deer came to town. Oh man, their team was so tough. Um, Colin Clucci again, uh, making his lit- name on the list again. Um, and then a rookie for Moose Jaw, Reed Lowe. Yeah. Um, he was awesome at Moose Jaw. Like I think he had back to back 30 fight seasons with Moose Jaw. Had some great tilts. And then, uh, Rounding out the li- oh, there's two guys. Michael Grady in Lethbridge. He was actually started with Saskatoon. Actually, I went to I went to high school with Michael Grady. Uh, I think he's a year younger than I am, but he was a big dude. He's like six six. Like I he's really big. Um, you know, he kind of grew into it. I know in Saskatoon he was a little gangly and stuff, but um, he grew into it in Lethbridge. And uh, I think he was drafted by Florida. He was a Florida Panther draft pick, and I think he played in the minors for a couple years, and that was about it. But yeah, big guy. Um, and then rounding out was Ray Schultz uh, in Calgary. And, uh, of course, Ray Schultz was also a guest on the, on Alex Five for Fighting podcast. So definitely uh, go back. I know Alec, uh, his his episodes are still up. So I think that might have been his last interview as Ray Schultz. But check it out. It's a good interview. Um, but, yeah, he was a tough dude. So there you go. Rocky and Wade leading the way in 1996. Um, yeah, I just love the old list like this, uh, just going through it. Um, best rookie, Chris Phillips. Well, there you go. Like I said, you know, good call. Uh, best pro spot, best pro prospect undrafted. Well, there you go. Chris Phillips, Josh Holden, Matt Higgins, Jonathan Aitken, Corey Sarich, Lance Ward. I would say, uh, like I said, the guys voting were, were, uh, were right on top of things. They were, you know, pretty much, uh, bang on. I mean, all those guys ended up playing in the NHLs pretty much. So, but yeah, most approved player, Clark Wilm and Greg Schmidt, Josh St. Louis, Byron Ritchie, Bobby Brown, not the singer, but the Brandon player, um, Rocky Thompson, BJ Young and Red Deer. There you go. Jesse Wallen, Lance Ward. Yeah, no, I love looking at these fastest skaters, Steve Kelly. I believe he was drafted by the Oilers in the first round. I believe he was really good in Prince Albert too. Uh, never really panned out at the NHL level, but yeah, damn good. There we go for the for the best in the West polls. Like I said, I should have been doing those um, been earlier, but uh, I wanted to do them each episode. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd get sidetracked on things and everything else. Oh, there now that I'm thinking about the player spotlight. There, there's another one that uh, you know that. Well, there I'll do that. I, I mentioned his name in the in the best of the West polls or best in the East polls. Lloyd Shaw, check it out. I've got go to my YouTube channel. Um, check out some Lloyd Shaw fights I've got. I don't know how many I have up there, but I have a few. And you'll see, yeah, big dude, man. And he could throw down. Um, got some really good fights with him in Seattle with the Thunderbirds. And then a couple Red Deer fights. Um, I really like to get, I, I have some of his pro stuff I got to put up. But uh, there, that'll be my player spotlight for today. will be Lloyd Shaw. Definitely go and check out uh, Shawzy. He was uh, um, formidable, to say the least, back there. But, um yeah, guys, that's about it for today. Um, like I said, uh, I, w- I wanted to get something out for you because, like I said, I know a lot of people, you know, Wednesday, Sunday, you know, that's their listening schedule. And, <clears throat> and uh, like I said, I always want to bring you guys something, um, you know, just to stay consistent and stuff. Because I know here in the next couple months it's going to be a little tough to, to get stuff out. But uh, I know people, probably, like I said at the start, you guys are probably sick of hearing my voice just rambling by myself. But uh, Wednesday I will have an interview for you. So, um, yeah, 
But uh, other than that, like I said, in the meantime, this is episode 97. It really is episode 97. So please check out my back catalog. Um, you know, lots of great guests over the last year and a bit. Uh, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Clark Wilman, Roman Volpat. There we go. We talked about them just now. Uh, check them out. They're on here. Um, great interviews. Tell some good stories, some good NHL stories. Roman Volpat, when he first sees Tony Twist, he first gets to St. Louis Blues camp and he sees, and he's walking in, he sees Tony Twist in the weight room. Go listen to that story. That's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, those are great interviews. Um, yeah. And like I said, I'm proud of all the interviews I've put out and, uh, definitely, definitely recommend checking them all out. So, but, uh, thanks you guys for hanging in there with me and, uh, for the solo episodes and everything. I didn't get too wound up today. Yeah, I promise next Sunday I'll get more wound up for you. Um, but, uh, like I said, we're just kind of busy with everything, but, uh, I'll definitely do my best to get this stuff out for you guys. But in the meantime, like I said, fourth line voice on YouTube, definitely check it out. Um, check me out on Twitter and Facebook. <clears throat> I have talked about it. That's the, oh yeah, before I go, that was the one thing I did talk about on Twitter was doing another Twitter tournament. Now that the March Madness bracket's done. Oh, how bad was our brackets? Oh. I won't talk about the March Madness bracket, but yeah, I had Gonzaga winning it. Damn, Zags just can't close. Um, <clears throat> yeah, didn't see that one happening. Man, there was a lot of underdog wins though, boy. Yeah, the sports books might have taken a bath this year. Could have made some money if you were an underdog better. Um, I didn't win any, any of my bets. I didn't, actually, I didn't bet that much this year in the March Madness. First couple night, couple nights I did, but, uh, after that I didn't. I don't know why, but, uh, yeah, I didn't put out my bets like I usually do. But, uh, anyway, I wanted to do, uh, another Twitter tournament. So I started talking about the Gordie Howe Classic, um, where it's, you know, 64 power forwards. I had the list done. Um, so probably in about midweek, I'll probably get that tournament going. Um, you know, just for something to do, get people talking on Twitter. I said, I don't know what it is, but for some reason on, on Twitter, my, I don't know, like, um, it just seems to be dead. Not a lot of t chatter on social media lately. And, um, well, I shouldn't, there's always people talking on social media. I take that back. But, um, a lot of people that I normally would have, like on my timeline that I follow, um, I don't know, just been stagnant, really haven't been saying too much. So hopefully the, the tournament will get people to come out and vote and, uh, you know, create conversation. So we'll have, I'll be talking about that next week as well. So. Um, you know, uh, maybe I'll get going on the weekend or something, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely get that going. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, with that, I will wrap things up and, uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?